When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Three great words. Free Fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Friday. Set participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax. Must update rewards. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl podcast episode 8 Just before we started recording, Tom Tom made a sort of a snidey little comment about me doing a bit of prep Uh, Basically, I don't know if people have noticed from, from listening But normally when we're doing the emails I sort of look at the inbox on my screen yeah, yeah. while I while I'm sort of doing the podcast, which is which is the which is less than the bare minimum we should be doing. So today I've actually printed some yeah. shit out. So bad for the environment. But... It is bad for the environment, but we're recycling this house. Oh really? Yeah. Really? I tell you what. I That's... tell you what I do do, uh, which is which is bad. You know, like say I've got one of those. Um, this sounds very show offy now, but I've got one of those Nespresso. You know the pod machines, right? Yeah. So yeah, those yeah. pods are, you know, those pods are basically you might as well, you might as well fucking have child slaves if you use those pods because yeah. like they go straight, they go straight into the bin, right? So um, yeah, yeah. So then I was looking into it because I think there was some article in the newspaper about how you're worse than the devil if you have these these coffee machines, and they've got this. There's this company that does recyclable pods, right? I've heard of these people. Yeah, yeah so yeah. they're like, you, you send them back and then they, I, I don't know why I'm explaining how recycling works, but it, yeah, they, that you send them back to them, right? So I started buying these pods and I, I, I then I put them in the bin. I mean, I mean it's, really? it's so fucking stupid. It's willfully. Mate, why don't you just get a proper espresso machine? Like one that you, you know, do like, like they do. Like you talking, talking about bean to cut? No, 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 no. I don't have beans, but I get the ground stuff. Right. I put it in like a barista does. Yeah froth up my milk and all that. Do you or... do the little, the tap, tap, the tappy thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With the little, you have to level off the... Yeah, yeah. you tap it down. Also, you've sometimes got a little pusher that you put into it, so it's all right. flat. Um, yeah, I do that. And uh... So how, how long, do you do that every day? Yeah, yeah. How long are we talking about from from decision to make coffee to having a coffee in your hand? No time at all, man. It's so quick. Okay, okay. That is that is a there's such a bullshit. Mate, right. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. The, the I, I'm asking genuinely. I'm asking okay. genuinely. Yeah, and, and right. don't yeah. The action is this. I go up to the coffee machine, right? I pull and twist. I pull out. So the... already that's t- that is time, isn't it? That, well, that's okay. Time. Yeah. All right. Okay, Mister Pedantic. No, right? but I, what I'm saying is no. But the reason I'm asking. No, what right? you've done, you've got a bee in your knickers, right? You got a bee in your panties. And you're running around town because I'm... What's the matter? What's the matter? Was knickers not insulting enough? <laughs> then you followed up with panties. No. Right. You wanted to hammer it home. Go on. No. What it is, right, right, is you know that here I am probably more ecologically sound than you are. I'm doing my bit, right? No. no. Let, hold on. Before you carry on, I just want to clarify this, right? Because we were talking about this earlier. There's a couple of people... That, well, there's one particular. We looked on the iTunes 
whatever, not the iTunes, yeah. the Apple podcast thing, right? Yeah. And somebody said, great listen, if you can get past Ramesh Bully and Tom, right? Yeah, yeah. So now we have another incident where, or another example where I'm st- I'm getting the fucking, I'm getting the wordies from you now, the word lurgy, where I can't think of the right word <laughs> the to word lurgy. The word the wordies. <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the wobbles. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this is not, I wasn't trying to bully you. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, immediately, you won't know this, listeners, but Tom put his hand, he put both his hands up like I was trying to assault him, right? Immediately, he's got himself into defensive position, right? The reason I spec- I said to you, what does no, no time at all is not a good enough answer. Okay. All right. It's because if- the reason, no, no, hold on. The reason I'm asking that is because the pod machine is quick, right? Yeah. So, what I'm trying to ascertain is, is your bean to cup or whatever it is, your grounds to cup, is it faster or slower than the pod machine? That's all I'm trying to get at. So I, when you only, say when you say no time at all, do you understand how that isn't useful as an answer? To I you? didn't know that we were doing a barometer of time here, and I didn't know that you were talking about some right. I will what tell is a, you now. A barometer and, of time. What, what, what's wrong with that? Do you know what a barometer of time's called? A clock. <laughs> Well, I didn't know that you were going to get all like big up your chest and all this about this, right? Okay. And that oh, you were God. going to get all fiery. The only right. way of settling this is yeah. that we do a race. Okay, we're not going to do that now, are we? No, no. But so at some point, we'll do a race this week, right? We'll and okay. And so why don't we, how about this? Why don't we do it on Instagram? Yeah, we'll do it on Instagram. Okay. We'll do an Insta live Wednesday. So the day this podcast comes out, yeah. that evening, Tom yeah. and I, where are we going to start? What time? Well, no, 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 no. What start... I mean is, where where are you going to be? Like, if you're like, if 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 I'm in the kitchen and you're having a turnout and we're going from there, then that's not no. That's not I, equal be, I think we start at kitchen doors. We start at kitchen doors. Okay, all right. Fine. Okay, all right. Yeah, you know, and okay. then we go for it. All right, fine. And you can't have all your stuff laid out. I know what you're like. There's no stuff to lay out. There's a machine and there's a pod. Yeah, but don't have the pod just by the machine. Well, that's where got... I keep the pods. So, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to specifically move the pod somewhere else? Where do you keep your coffee? Above the coffee machine. Okay, so I keep my pods by the pod machine. Okay, I'm I'm already I'm going to have a little cut bit of training this week. Anyway. Yeah, I might I might do a couple of dry runs actually. Just throw the coffee in the sink. It's a weird one for me this week because um, I had a very very vivid dream about you uh, <laughs> this week that I've gone bored a couple of people about well it's a weird one because first of all know, just straight out of the gate and i'm not, I'm not it was it sexual in any way n- not really no no okay because no. you know people when people say vivid yeah. I, I think this is a rule when people say i had a vivid dream that means we were fucking well, i think no that's your mind because that does not at all it, vivid is not a sexual thing right i know what i know that's not what viv- i do know that's not what vivid means i know i know that i get what you're saying what I'm saying though is when somebody says vivid, what that means is the 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 contents of that dream were burned in their retina. And normally what that would mean, if you said to me, you say to me, I had a vivid dream, that means you recall it instantly, which suggests to me we were making the beast of two bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no love okay. making. All right. Right. I woke fucking, up. Then. Just fucking. Just no, raw no, fucking. No, no, okay. no, no. Just just a real rumpus going on. <laughs> I just I woke up and it was just very clear in my mind. And I sort of okay. was a bit angry about it. And it right. sort of, you know. So the dream was that me and you, it was sort of like massive, like at the time of like where we are with COVID. And we, yeah. MTV had sent us both to do coverage of a mu- music festival okay. over in America. And sure. I was now looking back at it and thinking about the dream. I don't know if it might have been the inauguration that we were there for. Right. Okay. Uh, we were out there. It was very, very busy, and it was quite a sort of like rapturous crowd. It was very sort of rapturous. Yeah. What does that mean? Like just raucous. Fuck another word. Okay. For so why not say raucous? Why make up a word? Uh, rapturous is a word, no? No, it's not. Really? Rapturous is not a word. And by the way, I, this is another thing I want to right. Last week, right on on this on this fucking podcast. You were making more mistakes than I could fucking deal with. There's one point I got. So you were talking about, uh, what were you talking about? Fecal matter, right? And you kept saying fecal. 
fecal. You get saying fecal matter. Is it you know that you did No, no, it's I... fecal. Right? How's it spelled? F e c a l. That's fecal, isn't it? That could be. I mean, what? What an Is incredible it a soft argument. C or a That's hard a watertight. I'm telling you, it's a hard C. Yeah, but I look for a lot of the time. You know, there's probably three or four words I use a hard C with. Okay. There's one I'm thinking of at the moment. Looking here. <laughs> there was a raucous crowd, right? They're shouting okay, and stuff, right? Yeah. And it gets a little bit. Me and you have got to go through the crowd because we've got to introduce some music acts and stuff, okay. right? Okay. And then, like, I'm like, oh yes, give it a bit like intimidating going through them. And you basically hired a guy who was taller than me, called Sebastian, right? And he was this massive guy, and right. he had like long, like like blonde dreadlocks. Yeah. And he, you got on his shoulders. And you rode him through the crowd like a big lion. And people were grabbing me and you were sort of like holding onto his head and sort of stroking his head as you, as you walked through. And you were just getting further and further away from me. And did, you, sort of, um, did, you, did I say anything to you or did I just get on Sebastian? No, you said, oh, this is Sebastian. He's like, uh, my body, I've hired a bodyguard. And yeah. I made a joke. And I don't know whether it was because of... What was of, the joke? I made a joke about him being tall. Okay. And you, was, uh, you said... Actually, it was very, this is what a dream is very real. You went, why would you say such a thing? And I was like, I was only joking because usually people say that to me. Yeah. And then you were like, and then you got on his back and you're on his shoulders. So did you wake up angry with me? I woke up because all people were pouring at me and like fucking, like, you know, sort of grabbing me and shouting at me. And you why? were just sort of, I don't know. I can't really, I just remember it being quite, it was quite a like sort of like, like I say, it was raucous, but it was also like a real under sort of feeling of like quite a lot of aggression at this place as well. So that's why I'm thinking mm. it might have been the inauguration. What do you think? What do you think that dream meant? Because I've got an idea. Well, this is the thing. I'm I'm not a big one for knowing what dreams mean. I know the one. If I mean you that take... that to me feels quite route one, as is in keeping with you. But you know, in terms of like, <laughs> what do you mean, it, as it, is in keeping with you? Well, it's, you know, I just you know, you know what, you were... By the way, just like I don't usually pick you up about your fucking habits. You're sitting there like you think you're Freud or saying like that. You cup your chin as you, you're about to say this. I haven't seen you in all the years I've known you. I've never seen you cup your chin like that. You're sort of stroking your beard in an elegant way. You drop you can't, it. You can't. You can't even insult me without being complimentary, can you? You choke, stroking your bloody chin in an elegant and quite attractive way. Um, no, but do you not think that? Do you not think it's like? It's your Sebastian represents sort of your insecurities about our friendship. He's taller than you. He's got long hair. Yeah. And then I and then I ignore you to get on Sebastian's shoulders. The and thing leave about him you is this is where you fall down a lot of the time as a human being. Is you look at things in a very plain and simple way, right? Okay. Right. And any dream scientist will tell you, right, that uh, yeah. dreams seldom are. Why that. are you doing a rectangle with your fingers? That's that's a that's a worldwide that's a, symbol. Why are you doing that, a VA? Why are you doing a VAR signal? <laughs> for talking about dream interpretation. What do you want me to do this? Well, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to just assume yeah, that no, I know what I, you mean uh, about dreams. Right. So right, a lot on. of the time, when it comes to dreams, mate, and any dream yeah, scientist will tell you this, right? That dreams are off, off, seldom. Sorry, what they say on the tin. A lot of the time, when it comes to dreams, you're talking about saying completely different. The one where you. The one where your teeth fall out, what do you think that's about? Oh, I should go to the dentist? No, it's a feeling of loss. Okay. So you've got to be, yeah. So, yeah, okay, but I haven't interpreted literally. If if I was interpreting it literally, I'd be saying to you, I think you're worried about a guy called Sebastian. What I'm saying to you is you're, you're worried about our friendship, is what I'm saying. So I am actually interpreting it in that way. He's he's taller than you. Yeah. So that's the thing that you've and he's got, got hair. for me. And he had lovely he's got hair. long hair. And his name's Sebastian. Which suggests that's a class thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, that's an insecurity about social standing there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what I'm taking from that. It was also. Did, just, did you wake up upset with me? I woke up and yeah, but all the, the the thing that I kept on sort of like, uh, like going because it was like a movie the way that you were sort of going through and you were like sat perched up on his shoulders and just mm. like stroking his hair like that and you were just like. <laughs> well, let me tell you this: if somebody, if I was sat. Is Sebastian a white guy? Long blonde dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I was standing, if I was on the shoulders of a white guy with dreads, I would not be stroking his hair. I'll tell you that for nothing. Really? Why? What? Why? Well, because he he, norm, he he probably works in one of those vegan places where you have to weigh the quinoa or whatever, doesn't he? 
That's probably where you met him, I'd have thought. You'd probably... <laughs> lovely big lovely big boy. Do you yeah. want to come out to America? I've got a gig over there for you. Have you have you ever had a thing with Catherine where she's dreamt that you've cheated on her or you've dreamt that she's cheated on you or anything? Because that's like the classic nah. one, isn't it? No, I've had weird ones. I've had like weird ones of her like waking up and she's not there. Right. I've had that one, which is quite daunting. And you know, like when you have a really vivid dream. I had a really, really yeah. weird, vivid one about my dog running away, which was really horrible. I thought so he'd been kidnapped. Happens? Well, it was like taken. I was running around town after him. It's sort of like trying to find where he can't. Such a fucking dreadful film that would be. <laughs> they might too. <laughs> fucking, you're slagging it off. I think Jordan Peele made it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was the film. It was actually quite good. That's actually a great film. Um, uh, I, do you know what I had? Do you remember Moesha? Yeah. The the sitcom with Brandy and... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fred Ray Star from Onyx was in it playing her, her, boyfriend, her on-off boyfriend. Anyway, when that show was on, I dreamt... Maybe, I don't know if it was when that show was on or maybe a bit afters, but I dreamt that I was going out with Brandy. Right? right, and that we were in like a quite a serious relationship, and like very much in love. And then when I woke up, for a few seconds after waking up, I really did believe, you know, I woke up thinking I was in a relationship with Brandy, and then when I realised the reality that um, I was in bed, bed with a load of sort of crusty tissues <laughs> from last night's <laughs> masturbation, I actually, I actually felt, I actually felt sad. Like I That's felt like the worst I, feeling. I felt like the like I'd like the breakup blues or whatever for a little bit. Do you know what how, I mean? long, how long did you feel like that for? I suppose about three months. I kind of emailed her and stuff like that. <laughs> and in the end, there was a restraining order. And I Do thought, you know the you know scariest what? fucking thing? I don't know if you've ever had this. It's fucking horrible. Sleep paralysis. I've heard about this. Oh I've my never had God. it. So go on, talk me through it. So you wake up. Well, your mind wakes up, but your body's still asleep. Right. So you wake up and. You're mentally awake, but you can't move any of your body, and that's what sleep. Oh my. How long does that last for? I had it once, and it was like must. Have, it felt like it was probably like twenty minutes, but I think it was a matter of seconds or like twenty five seconds. Or I had it literally this week. I woke <laughs> woke up, and my whole left arm wouldn't move. So then I thought I was having a heart attack again. I was like, but literally, I've been sleeping on it, and it just fucking cramped up. But sleep paralysis oh. is is you get it through stress. It's really fucking terrifying. Do you, can you can you talk? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's it? Do you, you know do? What do you just lie there, bits? lie there screaming? Do you? We just go, please. What's happening, Catherine? What's happening? I can't. God, what a delightful <laughs> wake up call for her. Well, she sleeps with earplugs because of my stop snoring. So no, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, does yeah, she? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's all yeah. Do you know, like literally during lockdown, I've because like I've brought <laughs> oh man, what a little heated fucking uh, thing that like a, a little heated blanket that you put in the bed with you. But my yeah. my back's got all tight, and I put it under like I've got that and some uh, osteopathic uh, pillows. It's isn't it isn't it incredible, right? Because like I know you and Catherine, and I know that you two are very much in love, right? You're like, you know, you know, there's certain couples that you you see and you think, okay, they've just settled there and they just don't want to die alone. Whereas you, you and Catherine, I, I, I know, you know, you two are hmm. a great couple, right? And I and I think Lisa and I are in love, but it's so funny. As you sort of get on in your relationship, how separate your little bed areas become. What oh, your, yeah. you know, the 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 the, the, the division between as you two settle into what your own personal routines are. Like for example, I like to listen to shit, like yeah. you know, listen to podcasts or whatever in bed. Lisa hates that shit, right? So I now, it's like you know, you go to the bed with your little headphones and you go right, good night, darling, and pop those on, and then I sort of looking at potential solutions. You can get those. Um, you can get like headbands, can't you? They've got speakers in. So. <laughs> what does she do before she goes to bed? She, she reads, reads for a bit, and then yeah, um, she sort of she normally sort of uh, masturbates, thinking about one of the guys we've got working on the garage. <laughs> Big Sebastian, the we, 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 we've, each, we've each got our own routines. You know what I mean? That's, you know the best thing that I think you can get for your bed. Go on. Is there's. I mean, you and Lisa have the argument about heat and like who gets hot, who gets yeah, cold, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right? She she is like a fucking like desert lizard, that woman. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get this thing right where you put it at the end of your bed, and it, it's got like two pipe things that come up, and it pumps hot air or cold air 
into either side of the bed. Two pipes? Yeah, like two. I don't know what you call them. There's probably a more scientific name for them, but they're like two funnels, not funnels, uh, two things. Like Imagine like there's a machine like this, right? There's a box. Yeah. Two a things box, come yeah. out of it. Where right? does the box go? At the bottom of the bed. Okay. And, and then you can... I mean, you've got two pipes coming up out of it, have you? Yeah, and they go into okay. either half. So your half or Lisa's half. So you can right. have one half that's hot and one half that's cold. Mate, that sounds fucking great. Have you guys got that? No, no. no. They're, they're a good couple of grand. But actually, just saying now. A couple anyone... of grand? Yeah. Oh, mate, they're the bee's knees. They're absolutely wonderful bits of technology. But I'm oh, saying no. now, and I'll throw it out there, and I don't care. If you are listening and you've got any inroads with that, I will definitely take one of those and we'll mention it in every show. Oh, yeah, show. listen, we will, we will mention the shit out of it. Honestly, please. So hook us up. Also, similarly, while we're on that subject, if anybody knows anywhere you can get a Tango Ice Blast machine. Oh, my I'd God. I fucking love one. Yeah, I'd have one of those as well. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, Tango we'll Ice ma- Blast are the fucking bollocks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I miss most about going to the cinema. Me too. Although, at the Crawley one, they've, uh, they don't do Tango Ice Blast anymore. They do that. Is it icy? Oh, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, I don't like it. I got like a free pass for Crawley Cinema once because I went in and their fucking aircon was broken. It was the middle of summer. Mm. It was so fucking hot. And you must have come out absolutely fucking drenched. So I was literally like a <laughs> like I've been in a sauna. <laughs> Sat there watching. Just come out. Listen, I've just been I've just been in I, I, to watch. No, I can see where you've been, sir. You've been in screen four <laughs> where the aircon's broken. <laughs> We've already had the four people in front of you who you rained on for the whole show. <laughs> Beads of sweat. I um I sort of love it when something goes wrong at the cinema because it means you know when you, you know when you know you're going to get a free ticket to another oh. another show. Do you know what I love is no. is the feeling of everyone coming together to complain. Yeah, I, I love I it. love that so much. Or you know you know what the other thing is there's lots of social tests at a cinema. For example, if the film's supposed to start. And then the lights go down and the screen goes off. This happens every now and again, and the film just doesn't start. It's who is the first person to get up and go and notify someone outside Never me. that the film's not? I would honestly, mate. We could be sitting there for a day. I am not fucking leaving the seat, man. How many times? My you... my so my social responsibility is so fucking low in that instance. It is absolutely rock bottom. Would you I'm just sit and look at your phone or just talk to Lisa or whoever you're with? Well, I, actually, I was with Theo once and we went to watch this kiddies film we, and, it, and, and that happened. And I sat there and, and I said, I don't think it's starting. Somebody's going to have to say something. And I thought to myself, I remember having the thought that I probably should be the one to go to teach him a lesson about sort of social responsibility and stepping up and doing it. I still didn't. <laughs> still didn't go. You know what really fucks me off at the cinema, by the way, while we're talking about this? So this happened, this came up the other day, right? And it's it's a thing, an ongoing thing I got with Lisa, right? So every now and again, well, at the moment, when you go to the shops, right, if you go to the supermarket to get your essentials yeah. and your supermarket's got a coffee shop, yeah, Starbucks, Costa, whatever, it's exciting, right? Because yeah. I, 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 you think to yourself, this is a thing, this is a treaty yeah. thing I can get, right? Yeah. So I normally phone Lisa and I say, what do you fancy? Yeah. And I get, I'll get, I'll, I'll get uh, like one of these almond milk special hot chocolates, right? That's, that's like my little flex, okay? Yeah. And then, um, you know what Lisa gets? What? Green tea. That is, sorry, man, I'm with you on that. That's a fucking that joke. Is, but, but we've got green tea at home, Yeah. right? So now I'm paying what? Ten like times quid. what it would cost, yeah, yeah to fuck, for, for them to put the bag in the, in the cup. It's a fucking joke. Usually I would take, uh, Lisa's side with stuff. I know you would. I know you would. But I'm even sorry, if she, even if she, let, let, let's be let's be absolutely clear on this. Even if we found out she was cheating on me, and take her side on it. No, yeah, but you'd, say, you'd say something like, you know, what, you, that level of neglect. <laughs> I put up or we would have turned somewhere else. No, but you as well, that, Lisa. that is that that's that's a yeah. bizarre one. Okay, so following on from that, when we go to the cinema, yeah, this is my order. Okay, I get a, a popcorn, yeah. right, mixed popcorn. Okay, and. A Tango Ice Blast, okay? Yeah. That's my normal flex. A little bit of blue, a little bit of red. That's mm. how Romy rolls, right? Classy, classy, okay? baby. If the kids ask for a bit of Tango Ice Blast, I get them a separate one, because fuck, I, I, That's it really... That's the fucking thing that annoys me, by the way. Sharing my kids, the cinema. sharing your Tango Ice Blast. No, no, anyone fucking coming to my, oh, to my shit in the cinema. Think about this, because this, t- genuinely, we're at the lifeboats in the Titanic right now. 
this is the fucking last dibs, mate. You, what you take with you into that fucking cinema is what you're living with in that fucking cinema. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Preach on, brother. It really fucking winds me up. Oh. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh. How so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit. Or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. It does, and do you know what annoys me, by the way? When you share Tango Ice Blast with anyone, yeah. they will suck the fucking flavor out of yeah. that drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go and pick up and you've just got like a hockey puck. No, sat it, at the bottom of the cup. Inexperienced people who don't know how to drink a tango. Yeah. You've got to, you've you've got to pace yourself on that yeah. shit. You've got to mix. Slow. You've got to mix stirring with slow sipping. Then occasionally, when you've invested in six or seven sips, tiny sips, and a bit of stirring, you then have earned yourself a big sip. Right? You've got to tango play that drink. Is a marathon drink. That's a Could, perfect drink you. for a fucking film. That's the drink that you take in. That there's a good chance if you. Save a Tango Ice Blast and you fucking respect a Tango Ice Blast. There's a good, you should really be walking out of the cinema mate, with a tiny little m- fucking dregs of it. Mate, you should- if you play that game correctly, you've got yourself a little treat for as you walk to the car. Or, you know what, I respect more than anything. And I would shake anyone's hand post COVID when I see someone do this, right? This is something I really respect. You get a tank, someone with a Tango Ice Blast. As the credits start to roll, the lights start to come up, you just see them go. Do the last bit of Tango Ice Blast, put it down in the, the cup holder and just get up and walk out. That's so good. Just You could take it with you and put it in the bin, but just leave it there for the staff to clear up and Tom Davis will applaud you <laughs> because he, like you, is an inconsiderate piece of shit. I ha- Catherine does a thing where she'll, I'll go, oh, you, do, you, oh, do you want anything? And she'll be like, I'll, I'll get a bottle of water. and I'll, Okay, I'll let me just stop you there. Let me just stop you there, right? That's what I was about to say about Lisa. Oh, really? A bottle of water. I'm so, I'm sorry. That is a that is a fucking joke, man. Yeah. Right? Water, cheap as you like, everywhere outside this boundary. Once we get in here, for some reason, water is the price of saffron. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just the way the cinema operates. Why the fuck are you waiting till we're at this counter where water is the most expensive it is anywhere in the world to no. ask for a bottle of it? It is insane. Bring your own water, Lisa. Yeah. And Catherine, by the way. No, no. To be fair, Catherine uh, is from quite poor stock, so she brings her own water to her. (laughs) She'll bring her own water with her. No, the thing that gets my go is it's the snacks. So, yeah, your flex is your flex. I'm with you on a Tango Ice Blast. If I can Mm. get one of those, if not, I go for the biggest Pepsi I possibly can. You know, those self, the ones where you help yourself. Yeah, do you go for a little um, mix-up or do you just... I have sometimes one? have a little mix-up, but sometimes I'll go in and I'll drink half of the big cup like while I'm standing at the machine and then I'll fit, fit, refill it right to the top. Imagine imagine, imagine how the staff feel just watching you do that. Here we go. This guy <laughs> thinking he's got one over on us. Just watch him. It's absolutely disgusting, isn't it? He does it every week. <laughs> <laughs> Deliberately stands there for ages, pretends he's licking at his phone. <laughs> While he slurps down f- half a litre. <laughs> I wonder if he's got all this got heartburn. He's always on that podcast. Maybe <laughs> that is his heartburn. <laughs> he fucking down half a litre of coke by my shit. Also, not letting anyone else go before him. <laughs> so I'll have that and then I'll have some cheesy nachos. Nice. And Do you get the jalapenos it. on? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And then I like to mix the nachos with some uh, sweet popcorn as well. What? Yeah, it's fucking the bollocks, man. What are you talking about? Like you get a, get put some put some pop got sweet popcorn in your mouth, then get a cheesy nacho with a jalapeno on there. Put that in your mouth, just stir it all up like your mouth's a blender. Get all those tastes, all vibrant tastes in your mouth. It's like being a um, it's like street food. Okay, okay, listen, <laughs> it's incredible. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Go on. None of the flavors in your mouth when you put cheesy nachos and popcorn in are vibrant. All right. Okay. You can use a number of descriptors salty, sweet, hot. There's nothing in your mouth that is vibrant. All right. <laughs> Nor is there anything in there that's nourishing at this stage. 
<laughs> mate, I'll tell you what. That but is it's disgusting, so good. by the it's... way. I, I like I listen, I like a mix up, but that mate, it sounds awful. Look, I will if I mean if they do a vegan cheese in there, yeah. I would love to see your face. Because I know what it would do. It'd be, be your usual daft face. We're sitting there in the cinema together. You're like fucking you're saving your tango ice blast. You I, I just I stroke your face just gently, right? Why? <laughs> I, just to get you ready for your the feast you're about to have, right? Okay. Then I open my hand, right? Flat palm. Don't want to get bit. And then you just, you take the popcorn first and then the cheesy nachos and the jalapeno and you just start. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm trying to think of the cartoon that happens in or like animated film. Ratatouille. Yeah. It's Ratatouille when he gives his his cousin the, um, or his brother. He gives him the cheese and the grape. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) By the way, Ratatouille is an incredible film. Oh, what a film. Fucking what love that film. Rat. I absolutely love that rat. And also, what's great about Ratatouille is they don't shy away from making the rats look rank when they're in a group. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like, they're making, you know, they're quite cute and sort of people But then when you see them all running through the kitchen, it's, it is truly no, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible. What have you, you been up to, Tom? Well, a lot of my week's been consumed by that dream. Um, uh, I've, I've, do you know, I've got, I did the stupidest thing after our last week's competition. I caught up with um, uh, Married at First Sight, so now I'm on the weekly flex, uh, like daily flex. So I've got to wait every day, seven thirty. I actually think you get a real kick out of it. I think you should watch it. Oh, actually, okay. So I need to, I need to give you some credit here because, first of all. I had never watched Married at First Sight. And then you talked about it in the podcast last week. Right. We have had a lot of messages about it on social media, right? Um, and, and then I was saying to a, a friend of mine about how obsessed you are with Married at First Sight. And then they started like losing their shit and saying it is genuinely an incredible show. So I am going to watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Try and catch up with it. It's, it'll be All great right. if you were neck and neck with me for next week. There's a couple of emails about it, Tom, if you, if you want to. Yeah. So... So first email is from Mark Furlong. Mm. And Mark Furlong says, Gents, really enjoy the podcast. Um, In the latest episode, there was some speculation that Tom's potential new married at first sight mate would be unfamiliar with Tom's back catalogue. Just to let you know, Murder and Successful has had an airing here in Australia, as has King Gary, although still waiting for the Christmas special. I also stumbled across the Governor's movie the other week on Amazon Prime Video. So there are plenty of opportunities for him to get the full Tom experience before you guys arrive for your hypothetical Melbourne show. Cheers, Mark. Wow, wow that's good. That's nice to hear so, that. I'm rocking up in a... It's also nice to hear that we've got Australian listeners. G'day, it's guys. It's good, isn't it? Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> that's such a fucking... It's such a, it's such a, that's such a local radio thing to do. <laughs> I just think, yeah, if, if you are from anywhere else in the world, it is cool to... I still get a buzz if I hear someone. So I'd get a buzz at that anyone listens, but someone from a from another country, especially as far away as Australia, that's a pretty cool thing. That's really cool. Um, somebody else said, and because the other thing was, is I think it's fair to say a lot of people were on your side with regards to getting in touch with people that they've seen on TV shows. Well, is this why you have got a bit of a puss about you this week? I've not got a puss about me. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Um So listen, I want to know what your take is on this, right? So cool. this is from this is from Guy Etchells. Okay. Cool. Um he says the usual Oh here we go. This you'll like this. Uh, in this message, I'm using the meaning of a David. So so his subject title of this email is Drop You a Davis, right? Um, In this message, I'm using the meaning of a Davis as sending a meaningful message to reach out to someone you felt connected to through their medium of communication, be it reality TV or, in this case, podcast. So what he's saying is he's so touched by your, what I would describe as sort of desperate and thirsty, getting in touch with anyone you see on TV. And he's saying that he's calling that... by the way. The guy from Man at First Sight was... 
a couple of other people, but that was that was a real kinship. That's something I've, I felt there. There's not. It's not a kinship. Do you understand? A kinship has to come from both sides. What you're talking about is. Do you know, like when uh, when you read stories about oh, um, Madonna had to get a restraining order on some guy that get turning up outside. That's this what is you're the talking about. Right, that, yeah, but that's how you look at things. I look at things and think, oh, actually, this is a bit like the Littlest Mermaid. If she hadn't bothered to come out of the sea and get some legs and stuff, she'd never yeah. have met the prince. Right. Okay. So what you've done there is you've taken the littlest hobo and you've crossed it with the little mermaid. Okay. There's no littlest mermaid. What's it called? It's called the little mermaid. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Under the right, God. So hold on, hold on. How much? How are you seeing a lot of the Little Mermaid? Sorry, talk me through that again. She had to so take distracted. the risk of coming out of the sea to meet the meet someone, the love of her life. If you don't take those risks, if you don't step forward, Tom, if you don't, Tom, Tom. if you don't swim to the surface out of the where you're drowning, not she wasn't obviously really drowning because she's a mermaid, and mermaids can't drown. But if you don't do that. Well, you will never be able to reach yeah, a true. Sure. I understand what you're saying. But let me just tell you what the difference is between Ariel and you, okay? So in The Little Mermaid, she meets the guy, they get on, and there's a spark there, right? Yeah. And then she decides to take the risk, and she sells out her whole family to go and live with this guy, right? What you're suggesting, what you'd be doing, your equivalent of that story from what you're saying is you see the person from in the water. They don't even see you. They don't, they don't even know you're there, right? Then one night... You fucking crawl up like fucking swamp thing, go and find out wherever they are, right? And just start following about, saying that you think you've got a connection. You, despite you are getting, no reciprocation. You get dizzy from about your whatsoever. Disney, here, son. You get dizzy about your Disney. I don't think, from what I remember about the Littlest Mermaid, right? She's it's not the Littlest at, Mermaid. Right, the Little, the little Mermaid, right? Yeah. She's sniffing about him when he's on the boat, right? He's having a right. right laugh. She sees him on the boat, likes the look of him, thinks he's pretty hot and all that. But she never actually talks to him because she can't talk. She just right. sees him from afar. And then she okay. peels up against the rock and she's watching him playing volleyball or whatever, right? And having a laugh with his mates. And that's her just looking at him going, I think we would be great together. No, she doesn't think that. She thinks I like him. She, yeah, she, exactly. she, yeah but she, that's the difference. That's what I'm saying to you. It's different. I like him. Hopefully you like me back. What you're saying is, based on nothing from this geezer, you think you've got a connection. That's what you're saying. No, Do you understand the, the difference? Prince Valiant hadn't even seen her. Right? Yes, but she's still rolling the dice. She's, she's like, I really like him. What she's not saying is we're meant to be together. She doesn't know that. I wrote, she's look, just, she, my coming out of the sea was that message to him. I think, it, I, again, this is an audience question. All right, come back, Rob oh, or Tom. Tom, Tom, obviously, Tom obviously sniffs a little fucking, what? a little scorer here. Go on. So if you, Sniffs an open goal. Here he is. Hit hit up, hit us up, Rom or Tom, on this. Uh, that is to uh, Wolf and Our Podcast yeah. at gmail dot com. Uh, That's the wrong email address. <laughs> okay, so so you know when you when you <laughs> when you get all cocky and confident. By the way, you guys won't know this. He leant into the mic. He had a little fucking snidey look on his face. Right. He wanted to drop it in because he was nervous that I wasn't going to drop it, and he got the wrong fucking email address. What? Where's the email address? It's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wolfalpod at gmail.com. So, yeah, anyway. Right. Hit us up. Come on. What's this? Okay. So, listen, I'll be honest with you. I've been slightly, I've deliberately been a prick there with that. Okay. This is the bit that I want to ask you about. All right. Okay. He talks about um, enjoying the podcast. And actually, he's particularly a fan of you because he says he used to work in, uh, he, used to, he used to live in Croydon. Um, and he worked in construction, so he does particularly sort of feel a, 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 kinship. a kinship with you. Right? So now what he said is, anyway, would love to follow Tom's lead and extend my own invitation to have a pint with you guys if this nightmare of a pandemic is, pandemic is ever over and you guys are ever in Dublin. I think we'd get on really well. Now, Tom. Guy, if I'm in Dublin, my friend, post-pandemic, uh, uh, I will be there for a pint with you. I'd love to take in a pint with you. Uh, I'll drag Romesh along. Um, and yeah, we will take a pint together. Pint, a nice pint of Guinness each. You up for that? Rob? I will not be in Dublin. I just, I, I, I will not be in Dublin. I just want to be sort of crystal clear on that. You must have something to do in Dublin. Yeah, I've got you shows must. to do in. I've got shows to do in Dublin. But what I'm saying is, this guy could be guy could be a nice bloke, right? I think I guy's a nice bloke. I've got a good feeling. How about do you him. know that? How do you know that? You've heard me him. read. 
You've heard you've heard me read an email about from right. A little bit of faith. So I tell you what, guy, um, I'll come out for Romesh's tour show when he's doing Dublin. Uh, we'll get a pint before. Um, yeah. If every other show. if every other comedian in the country dies and I still need a support act, <laughs> then I'll be in Dublin <laughs> with Tom. No, I'll come and watch as a fan. <laughs> Me and Guy can come. No, listen, I, listen. In all truth, right? I'm being serious now. Guy does seem like a nice bloke, right? He seems like a great guy. Is there, is there any part of you that's slightly worried about meeting up with him at all? No. I, you know what? I think I've got a sixth sense for these sorts of things, right? And okay. just the way that Guy's language is, just, you know, he, Guy has felt moved enough through discussions that we've had to get in touch and say about going for a pint. Yeah, I think there's a saying that we could do. The more people get in touch with us to go for a uh, absolutely. Uh, God, can I stop you there? That absolutely not. Why? Listen, no, uh, I'm not fucking encouraging people to get in touch to ask us to go for a pint with them. Are you fucking mad? I just what? think it would be quite nice. Just planning a big old tour of drinks. Oh, it's, like- it's so, no. Listen, <laughs> listen. People are nice, but don't fucking do that. Uh, do you know what? I either... I had a thing. Let me see what you were doing this, right? So I was at a pub. I was at a pub with some mates, right? And this group of lads came over and they said, can we have a photo? And I said, yeah, of course. I did the photo with them. And then they said, I know this is weird, but can we join you for the night? If it would be a laugh. What what would you do in that situation? Well, if it was a group of them, I'd say no. Why? Well, just because it's a group of people. I think it's a... I think Guy has extended his hand and i think if anyone else if it's a, a pint where you go and you know a group of lads and just you you were were you on your own at that time no i was with some friends oh cool. yeah but that's just weird isn't it it's a two two groups colliding you've got you there's so many dynamics that can go wrong you know me and you go out to dublin we meet guy for a, he can probably bring a friend of his along or his wife or whatever or his boyfriend because whatever. because what this is a double date now what are you talking about <laughs> no, just so guy doesn't feel like you know he, he can come on his own i don't mean but if we go out with guy the variables of like if we meet guy and yeah we have a right laugh with him we think fucking hell we'll we'll, we'll probably have about six pints with guy while we're here he's a right laugh right yeah. that's great because everything works out if guy turns out to be a bit of a, a, a melt and then you like you have one pint with him and go all right well guy it's lovely you know it's, it's a bit excessive flying all the way over to Dublin for this pint now never <laughs> 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 wasted trip this uh, <laughs> one's not even got a tour show <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you around. But if yeah. there's a group of people... Can you imagine... Where... Hold on, okay. I, By the way, I did say no. I, I did say I don't think it's a good idea, guys, right? With regards to Guy, how do you think... Because the thing is, what you're saying is, you're painting a little dynamic here. Have you been really nice? You're willing to meet Guy, okay? And what I'm saying to you is, it's a bit of a roll of the dice, right? We yeah. don't know. So what you're willing to do is run the risk of going to Dublin. We meet up with Guy... We have a pint with him, and then after one pint, decide that this isn't the way. For, and then Guy knows that despite us being in Dublin, we have chosen after one drink to leave. And, and where does that leave Guy in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things? Also, you've announced it on the podcast, so he knows that's the strategy right. as well. I'll probably say now, I'm, I'm right. so confident that Guy is a good guy. Okay, He's a good bloke, right? Yeah. That I'm so confident that we're having six pints with Guy. And then, but now and now, now that you've said that and reiterated it, imagine how we will now feel if we abandon him after one pint. You've you've made it even worse. Actually, I, I've just got a feeling about guy. Guy, can... okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now, right, Tom. Yeah. I've been cynical about this, but guy does come across like a nice bloke in this email, and I do I do trust your instincts, Tom. So I'm gonna say this: if Tom and I are in Dublin, guy, we get in touch with you. He's put his mobile number on the email. Yeah, we'll get in touch with you and meet you for a pint. What I would say is that is this is no this is not a fucking format point for the podcast. I don't want to hear from anyone else. Okay, guys, taking the opportunity. Congratulations, guy, you've won. Competition's closed. Right, we do not want any other requests for pints. All right, or if you do, d- DM Tom on Instagram. He's he's, he's thirsty as a fucker. This guy. <laughs> so Tom, there's a, we we received. A long email here that I want yeah. to read to you and get your response from. Okay, cool. response on. Okay, this is from Craven Raven. It's quite a long podcast. Uh, quite a long email. Feel free to interrupt Tom if you want. Yeah. Okay, but you might want to just hear it. The name is perfect. <laughs> Wolves 
are known to be cunning backbiters, and Tom has lived up to that reputation, Jesus. pretending to be a friend to the owl as he dog whistles to fans of the podcast, forming his pack, who are willing you've, to join you've in written on this. You've clearly mate, written this. this I have is so mate, boffy. I promise it. It's such mate, a boffy. I promise you, this is coming from someone, right? As he dog whistles to fans of the podcast, forming his pack who are willing to join in on taking the owl down bit by bit. Now, this is how you know that this is not written by me, because he, he goes in on me a bit. Now. Owls, although fabled to be wise, are famously not the most intelligent birds. And I believe that the wolf knew this when choosing the names for the podcast. His assertion that he accidentally stumbled upon the name belies his true intent. He's waiting for the moment when one of his pack writes in to say that owls are not particularly intelligent, and he could then muse about how many times the owl has fallen for his traps. Tom loves to say how much the owl fits for Rom, and one can almost feel the slightly disguised look of glee on his face when he says it. Forgetting for a moment the cyberpunk 2077 debacle and the anecdote about Christmas trees smelling like piss, which could have been traps laid by the wolf for the owl to stumble into, Perhaps the wolf wasn't as unaware of these truths posing as silly bits of nonsensical information as he appeared. Let's take, for example, the wolf's most recent fictional trap that, become a re that could become a real one in episode seven. The trap has been laid. When the wolf mentions his appreciation for Love at First Sight Australia, and in particular his efforts to get in touch with a member of the cast, he draws the owl into a conversation about what he would do to meet a cast member. When the owl says he wouldn't fall for such a trap, the wolf suggests a scenario where the owl is used as bait give the wolf access to his favourite cast member. He proposes that if and when the wolf and the owl happen to be in Melbourne working on a show together, hint, hint, he would love for the owl to scrape together a job for the two of them in Australia, that he would immediately <laughs> contact the cast member and offer, and offer up that the wolf and owl would love to meet him, know that the owl has a better chance of gaining access to this guy, owing to the fact, as we heard earlier in the same podcast, that the owl has had some success in making new friends, whereas the wolf... Is almost universally seen by others as someone to avoid. <laughs> Perhaps, having seen him from a distance, it's clear to them that he's a wolf and is steering clear of the one who will eventually manipulate them. Back to the point. In the wolf scenario, he's already written an email saying the wolf and Al should come for a visit and already begins to suggest a problem if only the wolf bothered to show up. It would ruin his plans as the cast member wouldn't trust him. So it puts more pressure on the wolf to get the owl to go to the meeting. And even though it's the kind of pressure that the wolf often puts on himself to get what he wants, he will present this pressure to the owl as though it's been thrust upon him by some unseen force. And imagine how horrible it would be for the owl to let the wolf humiliate himself in this manner. If you were a true friend, the wolf will say, then do his best to cajole the owl into showing up to the meeting. Securing... Hell, I thought I liked to fly a fancy. <laughs> Securing the wolf's entry into yet another victim's territory. Perhaps the owl is the most appropriate name given that he so easily falls into the wolf's traps. Sincerely, the Craven Raven. Jesus Christ. <laughs> By the way, the Craven Raven is an incredible name. That, yeah. like, obviously that's a, a, a nickname or whatever. Yeah, thanks Not... for clearing that up, too. <laughs> I, I thought that the Raven family were struggling for names, and then they finally settled on Craven. That is, that's incredible. Massive fans of news round from back in the day. <laughs> Mate, that's that's like unreal, isn't it? The amount of It's thought. unreal, yeah. I mean I mean it's quite a vicious it's quite vicious, isn't it, on both of us, I would say that. It's sort of saying that you're quite evil and manipulative and I'm a stupid twat. That's sort of what I'm taking yeah. from it. Which I, I I think I think they've they've I mean I think Here they've granted go. me with far too much intelligence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I genuinely thought, oh you know what, it'd be quite nice to go out with Telvin. And Ramesh for a drink, mm, but mm. you know that that is clearly someone who who reads it. Oh, that sounds like fan fiction as well, doesn't it? I know, I know. It's, you sort of expect it to go. The wolf will lay his trap. The owl will fall into the trap. At which point, the wolf will take off his trousers, lube up, and fuck. I don't know why I'm away at his penis. You, you really about like... four or five times that I've talked yeah. about us fucking now on this podcast. Yeah. I know. Yeah, someone else has been having some lurid dreams. That's that. That's got to be the freakiest email. Of all, did, yeah. did the, well, I can't work out if the Craven Raven likes the. Uh, I mean, I think Craven Raven's probably watching too much CNN. I tell you what, the Craven Raven does like edibles, by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Craven Raven has got himself nice and stoned, and then written a little story a fucking, about a wolf and an owl. That's a really deep. But also, thank you for sort of 
Grant and us both with such deepness. Yeah, I've so. got to say, you know, even though it's kind of putting the boot in, I actually do yeah. quite like that email. I yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's actually yeah. Now that we've got a highbrow, highbrow kind. I mean, I much prefer guys' email from. <laughs> Yeah, of course it is. I like That's the way that for... both of us are less creeped out by someone who's written a fucking twenty minute, fucking twenty page essay about us going to Australia and it being a fucking trap that I've laid down. We were for an innocent guy from Dublin who said, "Oh, do you fancy going for a?" No, pint? listen, look, I've changed. Look, you know, I I wasn't talking about guy in particular. I want to be crystal clear on this. I was talking about generally meeting with a stranger. But guy, listen, who would you well, rather go out for a pint with, guy or the Craven Raven? Listen, for all we know, guy is the fucking Craven Raven. Guy I is mean, not the Craven Raven. Well, how do you know that? Because Guy's just not like that, mate. He's got more to him than that. How Guy... do you know that? The, the, how do you know that we won't go to Dublin, right? We go for a drink. We, we only need to have one pint because Guy slipped something in there, and then, and then we wake up. You and I are fucking tied up, back to back, butt naked, and then Guy comes out in a fucking Raven costume, and, and, and he says, "I thought you would have known from the clues I laid for you." When and you I'll read go, out you the know email. what? I'll make you right, Rob. Yeah. You were right on this occasion. That's the first time you've been right since we've done And the then podcast. I'll say, do you know what? As Guy as Guy bludgeons us to death, I will use the knowledge that I was right in this instance to sort of sweeten the blows a little bit. And actually, I don't mind this happening. You can do what you like to us, Raven, because I know I was correct. And Tom was wrong. For the first time. 5-1. I've only lost 5-1. And then I slip into unconsciousness. Um, okay. Do you want an email where we actually try and help somebody out? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, it would be great to help someone out. So this email is uh, from... Actually, I'm going to keep it anonymous, all right? So, oh, wow. Uh, because it's quite, a, it's quite a difficult, sort of a bit of a... A bit of a, a sticky situation. Um, okay. I've, I've been so this guy's been going out. I'm sort of summarising to try and help anonymise him a bit. Okay, yeah. So this guy is uh, 22 and he's been going out with his girlfriend for two years, right? Yeah. Um, this is a, a problem. I think he actually wants some help with, right? So okay. Before you sort of sort of unzipping. Um, so firstly, we've been we've barely been intimate for around a year for various reasons. Obviously, COVID restrictions didn't help, and a couple of other factors. I'd rather not go into detail, as on the off chance anyone I know is listening to this, make me quite identifiable. Now, since we've moved in, she's barely more than pecked me, which is insane. How do I deal with this? I tried talking about it, but nothing has changed. Secondly, she recently said to me something along the lines of, I'm better than you, and then didn't back down afterwards. I'm very adverse to conflicts. I didn't take issue with this at the time, but given the other issues, I'm a little concerned it could be linked to or at least indicative of a bigger problem. Thanks for the advice in advance. Um, This isn't the kind of thing I can really talk to anyone about. Uh, There you go. Tom. Wow. So this is a... So it's uh, sort of boiling down the situation. Um, this is a guy who he's at the age where you should be. You know what I mean, two years in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early doors. Yeah. You should be visiting Smash Town yeah, almost yeah, every yeah. day, sometimes yeah. twice a day, right? I mean, yeah. let, let, let me be absolutely crystal clear. There is no should or shouldn't. Everybody's different. You yeah. have sex. The, 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 the problem that you have is that there's a disparity between what you two think is the... Uh, the, the happy medium you should be arriving at. It's a difficult one, this, because out of every email we've ever been sent, this feels like the, the only one we've ever been sent where someone actually genuinely needs their help. Yes, correct. Um, I've been watching a lot of Catfish, and I've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight, so that is... That, there's some deep stuff there. I'm not what saying so what are you suggesting? That's how we should spend his time rather than having sex? <laughs> no, I'm saying there's actually like relationship advice in there. I can also go back to when I was about 22, 23, sort of in mm. my 20s. I, I was in a very similar position to to this anonymous listener okay. um, where I was with someone who was clearly, but if I'm going to be completely honest, every girl I've ever been with has been substantially better than me. Um, mm. But she was a, she she was genuinely a very in a very similar way. She'd let not just me know it, but let other people know this if we were out and about. And What, she'd let other people know that she was better than you? Oh, she'd say that, yeah. Yeah, she'd, she'd make jokes about it. But I was so in love with her and I, you know, it was someone oh, I cared gosh. a lot about that yeah. um, I never actually sort of, I, I sort of stuck it out thinking things would get better and maybe sort of when we hit our 30s and 40s, I'd become more of a catch, um, which ironically I did. Um, but, <laughs> but, the, but the truth of the matter is there's nothing that's, 
if I'm going to be brutally honest, if she said that and not turned around and apologised and not said sorry and not backed down and, you know, you're in the situation you're in, I'd say that genuinely it's very, very difficult, and I don't know if you'd agree, Ramesh, to, to get pulled back from that situation. And if she's not going to be talking about it and she's not going to be open with you about how, why she feels the way she does and why she's saying the things that she's, she said, I think it's going to be really, really hard. And, you know, speaking from, for, you know, you're a long time dead and your 20s are an important time. And at the moment, yeah, we're going through you know, COVID, it's hard and whatever. And, and, you know, it's probably your relationship and quite a new relationships under sort of the microscope. But I'd say that, um, yeah, in, in, I'm sort of beating around the bush. Get the fuck out, man. Mate, I mean, yeah, I mean, look. Head for the door and go and stay at your yeah. mum and dad's. Can, uh, can I tell you something, man? This is what I think. And like Tom sort of, I, I agree with Tom completely. The truth of the matter is, is there are enough things in life that are going to damage your self-esteem and make you feel shit about yourself. There are enough things going on during your existence to make you feel crap about yourself. The person that you're with is supposed to be the opposite of that. They're supposed to make you feel better about yourself. That When you have a shit day, they're supposed to lift you up and you're supposed to do the same for them. The reason you're with somebody is that you both make each other stronger, you make each other happier. You cannot be in a relationship where somebody is making you feel worse about yourself. And based on the way that you've written that email, she is making you feel worse about yourself. Now, it's possible that she doesn't know she's done that, in which case I would say... I would have a chapter about it. Now, you will know when you have that talk, and you have to have this talk urgently, I would say, you will know when you have this talk whether the truth of the matter is she's not into you and she does think she's better than you. If that's the case, you need to get out, man, because you deserve somebody that makes you feel fucking amazing, right? And she is not the one. So if that's the case, get out, man, and find somebody, go and have fun and find something that makes you feel incredible about yourself. Like Tom and I... That the the psychological issues that our respective other halves have to deal with in terms of our self esteem, oh, and man. it's 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 shocking. And my wife and I know and I know this about Catherine as well with Tom. They they make us feel better, and it's difficult because we feel like shit all the time. And 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 and, and hopefully I do the same for Lisa, and I'm sure Tom does the same for Catherine. So that's listen. I'm getting a bit serious now, but I do genuinely believe that. I think Tom feels the same way. You can't be in a relationship that makes you feel like that, man. So, you're, you know, regardless of how you feel, and sometimes relationships can make you feel a certain way, you're better than that, man. Yeah. And also, you know, if you, you've got pals and stuff to speak to, most people are going to go through this. And the first time that this ha happens to you, the first time you go through it, it's going to be the, the hardest time. But, you know, it comes a few years down the line. You know, number one, hopefully you come out of it stronger and you use the positives of, that you never make anyone feel the way that she's making you feel at the moment. So, uh, yeah. And you know what? It's, it is good to talk genuinely. And I, you, you know, we can give you some advice, but find a friend or a loved one and have a chat about it because it's important to, to yeah. sort of air how you feel. You feel. We got quite deep there, Tom. What, how do you feel about that? I feel, you know, I feel sad for this kid. I genuinely feel sad for him. Mm. Like, you, you, I, I've, I've been there as I'm yeah. sure you have. It's yeah. a horrible feeling. Yeah, it's horrible, and um, and also you know, I feel sorry for him for the relationships, and I also feel sorry for him that he's turned to us for advice. And there's a lot. Yeah, that, a lot that to... I do find that he's he's he had to email his favorite comedy podcast with two blokes. He's also emailed two men who, for the majority of this podcast, one who can barely fucking string a sentence together, mm. and the other one who, go on, who could be quite a cutting little meanie. Oh. He's seen something in us to go, you know, I, that or it's genuinely he's looked at the, the both of us and gone, well, those two look like a couple of guys who probably yeah. can be through the yeah. mill I, and I, had a kick I, in I, I'm, fe I'm feeling like shit about myself. I wonder who could relate to that. <laughs> well, those two must be able to because look at them. <laughs> look at how they live their lives. <laughs> um, anyway, mate, look, I hope that helped. Yeah. Um, and, and if it doesn't, if, if it didn't, or if you need more help, email us, man. And I'm, we're happy to point you in the right direction. Yeah. Or, um, or come out for a pint with me, Ramesh and Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. It's probably going to lead to us being tied up, but. Yeah. 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 It could feel good. Right, Tom. Yeah. It's about that time, my brother. Woo. 
Um, can you sum up this week? Because yeah, we've been all over the place, haven't we? Yeah, um, we've, we've run around a lot this week, and oh. you know what? Um, and we're coming out of a bit of deepness, so I'm going to try and bring a little light. Dreams, hmm. we're dreams. The pictures, movies that run through your head. Sometimes they're an exploration into your feelings that you might not be able to convey. You know, feelings that will sit with you when you're on your bench lifting some serious weight or on a bike ride or maybe just having a cigarette in the back garden. Sometimes those feelings will manifest and you're just shouting out as loud as you can, I can't take this anymore, or emailing a couple of woolies because you think that they might be able to help. Dreams and feelings are important. They're the things that make you... <laughs> What's going I mean, on there? I don't know where I'm going. Was, was. <laughs> I mean, like, you don't know where you're going every week. What's, why have you suddenly gone off the rails Because this is the deeper one. I feel like okay, I'm obliged. Right. Dreams and feelings are the things that make you. They're the beating of your heart and the clicking of your brain. Pay them the attention that they deserve. Remember, when you wake up in the morning, it wasn't just a dream. It was a feeling that had made itself a movie. We'll see you next time. <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> that's what happens if i go in deep brother that was whoa yeah okay uh tom yo oh listen if you want to email us with anything at all uh you, you can email us at tom wolf our podcast at gmail.com no 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 <laughs> wolfalpod at gmail.com wolfalpod at gmail hey guys if you want to email in any questions or for any helpful advice email wolfalpod at gmail.com thank you very much Tom it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for letting me ride inside you <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs>